カハンニャハラミタシンギョウ Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zenkare.org. Not making excuses is a place of practice. What are you waiting for? Today's teaching and reflection are obviously very timely right now. Given what we're living with and bearing witness to it, begs the question what are the values you are living by? The values you are living by. How do you appreciate everyone on the front line, the front lines right now? The doctors, the nurses, the social workers, the cops, the firemen. What about the caregivers, the home health aides? Right? You may have two or three jobs, your kids at home from school, so they have to pay someone to look after the kids if they can, or the kids are alone all day. What about those people? Do we take those into consideration? How do we appreciate everyone? We can't all do as much as we want to. And for some of us, that's frustrating, particularly those of us、uh, in foundations,、uh, in the current cohort of foundations training.、Um, we have、uh, students who have been volunteering. And placements you know, here in New York and across the country, and now we're not able to, to visit their patients. Those in the nursing homes,、uh, you know, we have a couple of volunteers at one nursing home in particular who have found out that a couple of the patients or the residents that they visited regularly have died. But they're unable to, were unable to be with them in their last days or to be with the family. How do we appreciate those people? How do we appreciate our foundation students who are suddenly in this storm, in this unknown territory, like the rest of us? That they were actually working with, volunteering with residents, patients. 
some of our CBE students right now are at sites with family members helping them to speak to loved ones who are in isolation, some of them dying, without being held or touched by their loved ones, saying goodbye via iPads and iPhones. Our students, CPE students, standing outside the room, the family members. We have a couple of doctors who are working with family members. We're speaking to one of our board members yesterday who was a doctor in Jamaica Hospital. Speaking of young residents in those hazmat suits going into rooms and holding the, the hands of patients as they're dying. These young residents brokenhearted. This is the beginning of their career as doctors. Imagine what that must be like. That's not what they signed up for. One of the most common ways we avoid living our values is by is the I'll do it later excuse. I want to share with you an excerpt from a letter of one of our Sangha members who is also in Foundations. The letter is from a Buddhist inmate. The Sangha member and this inmate communicate with each other regularly. The Sangha member is with us this evening online, and uh, I actually didn't ask for permission to share their name, so I won't, but most of you know who they are. The Sangha member tells us that the prison is on lockdown and sanitation protocols seem to be limited. Imagine what it must be like in the prison system right now. We have heard the figures and rate of infection in the jails and it's not going to get any better anytime soon. The prisoner writes, since my mama passed away, Things have been pretty tough for me financially. Still, the guys come to me and say they are hungry or don't have soap. I share what little I do have. And this. We were allowed to go outside today for 30 minutes. Well, when I say we, I mean 10 guys from my way. It was so beautiful outside, 79 degrees and not a cloud in the sky. It was so nice just to go around and walk for a few minutes. You'd be surprised how much that does for your mental well-being. There's a small lake or a large pond, kind of like the one in Central Park, just on the other side of the fence. There are Canadian geese there, like 50 of them. And I don't know, everything just seems so right with me in the world. Just take that in. Everything just seems so right with the world. 
Imagine living in an environment with a high risk of infection and nowhere to go other than the prison hospital. To see the beauty of Canadian geese, it puts our practice into perspective. Really living in the not knowing and appreciating the joys that life has to offer, even in the confines of prison with a deadly virus present. John, not his real name, is living in a real prison with real walls. How many of us are living in a prison of our own creation? Building walls in the mind that prevent us from stepping outside of ourselves. How can we find ways to be of service? Like John, sharing his food, sharing his soap. Can you imagine? having to share your soap. Here, we sometimes jokingly say, wash your hands, don't forget to wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. And it's become kind of a catchphrase. We sign off by saying, don't forget to wash your hands. And there's John sharing his soap. So how can we find ways to be of service? To check on our neighbors, to write an email to someone, someone you haven't connected with in a while. You know, you don't have to put on a mask and gloves to make a phone call, right? Just pick up the phone out of your pocket. We don't pick up the phone anymore, right? We just think, it's not like the old days. Take your phone out of your pocket. And press the buttons that connect you to someone you haven't spoken to in a while. Or someone that you love and haven't told them you love them in a while. Step outside your mind at the walls you've created in your mind. The virus has kicked many people and organizations in the butt. It's a big, it's a big wake-up call. Things are never going to go back to the way they were. Well, they can't anyway, but they're just not going to. Just think of the social mores that are going to change now. Maybe shaking hands is a thing of the past. Maybe we'll bow with reverence like they do in Asia, or put our palms together. Maybe we'll start to really see the person in front of us when we greet them, when we bow. Imagine that. Imagine seeing the person in front of you. What a concept. <laughs> hey, Boychik. I'm seeing Boychik right now.
here at the center, we're learning new ways to um, connect with other people. Uh, to offer our support to caregivers, bereavement, workshops. It's all going to be brand new, brand new ways of teaching, getting things up online. Uh, foundations program this year, a uh, uh, nine month program, is probably all going to be online. And that's exciting. Um, last weekend was the first weekend we, with our current cohort that we are online for all day Friday and all day Saturday. And in many ways, it's such a beautiful way to be with the students. You could see them all at once on the screen. And um, yeah, it was different. It was kind of beautiful at the same time. So there are many, many ways that things are going to change in our culture in our society and in our center for sure. We will figure out how to combine online, in person. It's kind of, as I said, it's kind of exciting. And what choice do we have? We can ignore the fact the whole world is now in a different place. We can just put our head in the sand and wait till it's over and then open the doors again and say, oh, everything's back to normal. It's not going to happen. So what are you waiting for? This what are you waiting for has never been more relevant than it is now for our practice. Remember, your practice lives not only on your cushion or in this building, but outside of these walls. In the world, there is nothing that is not your practice. Nothing that is not your practice. How vast is your role? Who will you embrace in this suffering world? When we chant the Heart Sutra this evening, I'm sorry, when we chant the Evening Gatha this evening, listen with your whole body, not just your ears. Listen to it with your whole body. Hear it as never before. Those last words, do not squander your life. Maybe I could add, do not squander the life of others. Be there, present. Step outside of the walls. Think of John incarcerated. Think of the amazing work he is doing simply by showing up with a piece of soap. If he can do that, what can you do? 
I'm going to end with a piece that I read a, a, a piece of this piece uh, last week, I think. Um, if you heard it, bear with me. And if you haven't, just really uh, open your ears and really listen to this. I want to thank uh, Diane for sending it again. And this is a piece that was written by someone and uh, delivered in a church meeting. I think that's the right word, church meetings, a service. It's by someone, a lady named Michelle Riddell of Byron, Michigan. It's called, You Will Want to Remember This. Maybe not next year or the year after, but someday when the shock and horror wear off, when we are sitting next to each other at, say, a baby shower or a band concert, so close that my sleeve brushes yours, and we exchange a look that recalls these strange days, you will want to. You will want to remember how it felt to wake up in the morning, how it took a moment for the cloud of sleep to lift, and then another for the cloud of day to settle. And how you would ask yourself, what did I do yesterday? Did I shower? Did it rain? You will want to remember how you passed the time, how you became mesmerized by a colorful cardboard shape and lettered tiles and playing cards, how you drifted off in thought, mid-turn, worrying about the kids from school. You will want to remember how at last, when you had all the time in the world to read, you couldn't tame your mind beyond a sentence. Maybe, like me, you lost yourself in a closet or a drawer, emerging hours later, aimlessly clutching saved baby clothes and keychains bought on vacation. Maybe, like me, you felt guilt and relief about being healthy, safe, spared. Maybe, like me, you cried watching a music video, shower, did it rain? You will want to remember how you passed the time. Hmm. That's the second page. You will want to remember how you ran out of ways to say unprecedented. How we kept running tallies of our infected and our dead. How you stopped caring or started caring or wished that you'd been a better daughter. You will want to remember how you changed how you went from the rigid enforcer to letting your kids eat cake in their bedroom, how you learned to wait, how you learned what mattered. Maybe you made a schedule, maybe you upheld the bedtime routine, maybe you called your mom at midnight just to hear her sigh and tell you to get some sleep. You need to remember this. I want you to remember this because years from now, a lifetime from now, when we're leaving somewhere saying goodbye, when I'm hugging you tight and tighter still, and we both laugh, and yet I don't let go. You will know why. <laughs>